Well, welcome back to the last hour of The Hard Shoulder on a Friday, 6 and 7, where we have a thing called The Final Furlong. And we take a look back at different sort of wacky topics, mainline topics that we covered on the show and invite in Final Furlong guests to have a nitter natter to give their insights on it. Neve Horn, journalist with The Sunday Independent, uh, comedian Jim Elliott and Mairead Lavery, editor of Irish Country Living, within the Irish Country magazine, which is in, within the Farmer's Journal, I should say, are, it's a great pleasure to welcome you all uh, uh, to the final furlong. Uh, you, you're all baking in the heat. Is this a busy time for you, Mairead? Obviously, farms are very concerned. We'll cover the drought. But personally, are you... Well, look at your... Personally, it's, it's very nice. And, uh, you know, you, you can get out in the sun. You don't even have to be racing. Do you out. like to sunbathe? Not, I used to, but I need to now because I have osteoporosis in my spine. So I need plenty of vitamin D. So there's a real good medical reason for to go out and sunbathe. Get the vitamin D into you. And would you you be someone who'd take us on holiday, normally speaking? No, never did in my life. Never been to Portugal or Spain or anywhere like that. But I have to think about it now in the winter. I need to get and just literally sit out in the sun and take it in. It's the great source of vitamin D. See, you're not as young as you were. You know, no, I mean, you'd know, you'd know that now, wouldn't you, Ivan? Yes, indeed. I'm not saying you're an L one or anything, Jim. Are you are you as busy in work at this time of year, or is it a silly season for you, or is it gangbusters busy? I mean, it's all right. With the, the comedy is great in the summertime. There's so many gigs that are going on. I'm in the I'm in the laughter lounge all weekend long. I'm looking forward to the Vodafone Comedy Festival that's at the at the end of the month. There, it's going to be great. And just in the laughter lounge, how does it work? Is it kind of you have a, a, one night where you're the main person no, or it's, are you it's, it's like thir- a conveyor Thursday, belt Thursday, Friday, Saturday and there's there's uh, there's three comics on every night right. and a host so is, and what have, time have is, you not been what down time, no, no I haven't been down show what? starts at 8.30 promptly and if you're if you're trying to go tonight or tomorrow night you want to get your tickets now because oh. we're selling great tickets where, which where is amazing is the to me lounge? it's just up on the keys yeah, you do excellent stand so the keys is a big place yeah okay I don't know the name of the key may go across O'Connell Street Bridge and make a right sure yeah yeah real close to O'Connell Street and you have to work one day a week anyway need to get the Sunday paper out so no, is this a quieter time or you, have you ha- had your holly years yet? I have had a couple of holly years but I think that the work the sun ne- sunshine makes you more productive right because you're like banging it out because you want to get out into the sunshine no, you know what I mean I find opposite. myself to get your raise time I'm coming in at 6am would, would you lie out there never my face never well, I don't want to look like an old handbag in a couple of years so I just put on the factor 50 <laughs> in the sun hat and just <laughs> I'm seriously like a, yeah, do you but, know, but do you not go for this kind of tanned look fake all the way it's not worth it it's not where I've seen women who've done loads of sun holidays and I'm just no I've just my mom warned me just yeah. lash on the factory. I think you should stop listening to your mom <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm always quoting her God lover I know yeah all but right. still the old vitamin D is great okay. we, we're kind of inclined to think of sun as a luxury or as you know something that a treat uh, yeah, some people get a, a summer treat. like this every year yeah but, yeah. It's, but it's actually a, a really essential for good bone health and good mood it, yeah it, but, but vitamin D critical thing yeah all right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's move on to that as our first topic, Ireland in drought. It's official. Uh, there's a nationwide from today uh, hosepipe ban, not just the greater Dublin area. It's going to run till the 31st of July. It is serious uh, because there's no much rain forecast for the next 10 days, which is the outer limit as far as forecasting. In other words, it could be mm. 20 days with no rain. Um, should we be worried, Mairead? Well, look, at it It impacts different people different way. Um, you know, householders are given out because they have the hosepipe ban 
and, you know, they can't water their flowers or their back garden or whatever or have a paddling pool. Um, you know, all of that, I suppose, you know, you can put it to one side. The farming community, um, parts of the country where they've got great dry ground, where they're able to put livestock out in January. There was another side of the country saying, well, now, isn't that good? At last, now they get a bit of trouble. Um, you know, it's always us over here in the West crying about the, we- the, the, the poor weather. But at this stage, there isn't a farm in the country that isn't being impacted by it. Um, the real problem is that we had winter from September, from basically last August up until the May bank holiday weekend. Yeah. I mean, livestock were being fed indoors. Particularly the spring, which is yeah, so important. So important. We went, from, we went from deep winter into 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 summer. Yeah. Um, when we got the beautiful weather in May, people were saying, "God, you know, we can catch up because all the stocks of fodder have been eaten." Yeah. So they made all this fodder, you know, which is basically animals' dinners. Anyone who doesn't know, um, they made all this stuff in in May, put it in the sheds. Look forward to doing it again in another six weeks' time, and maybe even a third cut. Reaps plenty stocks. Good days. What's happened? No grass. No grass growing, uh, no no rain. You need rain for grass. It, mm. it won't grow. And so now instead of having miles of grass in front of animals, you come back into the shed and you're taking the stuff out that was made only a month ago to start to feed them. And would they eat it? Would they well, eat they, it kind of silage they at this time of year? They will eat it, yeah. But, well, yeah. they have to eat it if there's nothing yeah. else, if there's no and grass. And the yields will be down. The and yields will be down. Every, well, but what every, can be done about it? Well, I mean, well, other than well, it's you, all saying it's Well, what awful. you do is, so it's farmers are doing is they're spending an awful lot of money on meals and concentrates, which was what mm. they would give in the winter. Again, remember, right across Europe, most animals are housed and they're being fed silage during the day or they're doing what's called zero grazing, which yeah. means that if you've got cows, you don't want to walk them very far back and forth from milking. So you're going out and you're taking the grass off the field with a machine and bring it into so, the shed. So your preoccupation is the agri-scene, really? Well, the agri-scene, yeah. But I mean, it's not just, it's like farmers don't want to be killjoys here and they're not, they're, they're trying not to come out and moan about it or, you know, actually say how bad it is. But, you know, the, the potato crop is in serious, serious trouble. All vegetation, um, all vegetable crops, the, the tillage crops, the first cut is of, um, or the first harvesting is happening very, very early. Which straw, means less volume and all yeah, that. Less yeah. volume and thinner yeah. straw. Yeah. Um, now we've had reports this morning of wells running but dry. See, it's, it's something, what can the government do? What can There's anyone nothing, do? There's nothing people can do except spend quite a lot of money on getting concentrates and trying to buy in. Um, okay. And the inevitable paper. problem is, if it keeps up, then there'll be a fodder shortage in the winter. And well, all this yeah, stuff. because again, you, you know, you're running into, okay. you know, can, you can know, I it's just, just yes, uh, has it affected your your cows, household, on, <laughs> <laughs> on, uh, on the side of households, like I completely and utterly disagree with that the the hosepipe ban. Okay, okay. So my mum spends hours in her garden. She p- pumps a fortune into all the flowers to make it look beautiful all year round. She wanted to pay her water bill. Yeah, she wanted to pay for her water. And now because she's it's stopped and because she's not allowed, she's been told, right, you're not allowed water. It's a drought. So all of this mo- money that she's put in, all of this time and effort all year round is just gone to waste because everybody decided they didn't want to. When she was happy to in the first place, you know, and she still would. But, but it's if, just very if, if she was paying 125 euros or 200 euros for water charges, would it guarantee that there wouldn't be a It's a drought. Out? There's a but shortage no, of water. What, uh, non-essential stuff gets cut. Sorry about your garden. Okay. No, so, no but uh, the point it's, is, Jen. non-essential. Yeah. I mean, then do we say the same? I mean, I hope that everybody is going to, to support this then. Are you going to say the same for golf courses? Do, where, yes. Where do we draw the line? Okay. Everywhere. Absolutely. So, so you, you're used to, you, you're from America. Yeah, and you get Canada seasons. Sometimes it's a rough summer and sometimes everybody's got to turn off their stuff and then it leads to an awful culture of, of tattletaling and narking on your neighbours, which is not, which we don't 
don't want not either. Fun. Absolutely, just, yeah. that's awful. But that's but the yes. only way they have of actually enforcing, enforcing it. it. Yeah. It has to be tipped. It has to, it has to be tipped. So, so, in other so countries, you, you this get is used to you know some summers. Yeah, your guard, and then that's what you talk about in the winter. You're like, man, I put in all this work in the springtime, and and I'm, and I don't mean to be glib about it. I'm sorry, you know, it, it, it's it's tough, but you get to the winter. Yeah, yeah, well, I don't have a garden, <laughs> so. Uh, and but apart from anything else, I think look, I think the sunshine will probably be gone in the next week or so, and we'll all go, oh, why didn't we appreciate and enjoy at the time? Even our, I'm appreciating are, it. You know, tough times. You guys are lucky I'm wearing in, a shirt like, yeah, right now. there's a lot of bad news around but, but, about but, but, it, but, and but, I just think but, we but, just... Do, do, do you think then that the media are being excessively <laughs> negative about the weather, whereas everyone else is saying, hey, bring it on. Yeah, I don't mind all these scare it. stories yeah, yeah, and I, all this negative you, stuff about I, I don't forest fires. Yeah, but it's not, it's, it's not what's happening right now. It's that the water level has gone down to such a level that if we don't get more excessive rain during the rest of July or August, it's, we're talking about August see, and September. Is, we can't do a rain dance. I mean, it's... No, like, I know we can't. Like, it's not no. like the HSE. No, no, this no. isn't fixable. No, I agree. I absolutely agree. I don't know. So isn't we might as well, you know, just make the most of it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't there something infrastructurally, if you take like a 20-year vision, you say, okay, well, look, uh, ideally we would have better... I don't know, reservoirs and irrigation because most of the time that I've been living in Ireland, we haven't lacked for rain. So if we didn't manage to save enough of it, isn't that kind of on us? All right, I'm getting weather fatigue (laughs) and I'm all druted out of it. Now listen to this. I think that, you know, it's me trying to get across that, yes, okay, so I am married to David. You know, I'm very, very lucky. But at the same time, I'd like to think that people can relate to me. I'm a normal girl. I'm a working mum. You know, I'm working very hard and I'm trying to to raise a family. Okay, that was, of course, Victoria Beckham, Beckham, a.k.a. Posh Spice. Married, uh, celebrating with David Beckham, and they put it all across social media, their 19th wedding anniversary. And love you, Brooklyn, Romeo, Cruz, uh, Beckham, Harper, Seven. And they're completely loved up, disparaging any rumours that they were on the verge of splitting up. Right. Are you are you interested in this? Well, not not in, no, normally, but um I, do. I heard you wanted to talk about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 because what I actually think you. is okay. extraordinary here is that you've got Sell a celebrity you've got a celebrity couple um who are were actually married in the last century and they're still together. I mean that is pretty extraordinary in its own right. Um and you know, they're looking actually better, the two of them now than they ever did. And I think possibly a lot of it is to do with an extended family. I mean, his parents and her parents seemingly are really tied into the families. Uh, they seem to have four well-organised kids who haven't kind of gone off the rails or done anything weird. So with everything that's going on, um, I just think it's pure begrudgery that people are talking about um, divorce and uh, that they stick together for Brand Beckham. I think they need a little bit more credit than that. So y- y- your point is we should be interested in this because... Well, I just think that the fact that they're married in the last century at this stage, you know. They're not married 32 years and all. Do you know why it's interesting for anybody listening? You have to go on. You have to and look at the photos this week that were released of the couple. Like they're fascinating and they're... Are they recent or are they old? This is radio. Tell us about the photos. Talk us through them. It's David Beckham is sitting kind of on a little wall and he's watching... Yeah, they're at their daughter's play Yeah, they're watching athletics and... Uh, Victoria is behind him and she they so they have a video of it as well which I think actually the video is worse and so she's 
putting her arms around him kind of a bit like slowly to see how he responds and she just does it for a quick second she gets her photo and then she releases her arms again and it almost looks like she's trying for the photo op he's having none of it his arms are tightly I mean you don't need to be a body language expert his arms are so tightly you, crossed you're saying there is away. a rift in the marriage well, it, no, the, if you're going to go by those photos it looks really cringe but uh, you can't just go by 30 seconds of a couple but his body language is turned away his arms are folded in she's trying to get his attention all the time and it seems like he knows she, he's, she's trying to put her arms around her for so, a quick so photo so and he's try. having just none try. of it you, you're saying it's genuine love you're saying I don't believe it is that the point I, I don't believe it, but I don't th- I feel sorry for them because any couple who are out um, I'm sure you're walking down the street Ivan with your wife you're not going to be huggy and handsy all the time and you might have your bodies turned away or whatever yeah, just not clingy, and, no, so, no. and so uh, many people are far more lovey-dovey behind closed doors mm. but in public they're mm. really not up for that and but you can't j- judge it but that, they're being screwed no, no, my reaction I, must I, be a lot of pressure that, that, so that's... which way do you pivot Jim on this first of all are they bona fide I think it's, in I love think, or I think they're, is it contrived I think they're still in love. You don't you don't do twenty years and, mm. and I, I don't think we should ignore how hard it is to be under the microscope like that and to keep mm. it together. And and the, the video that you're talking about, Neve, it could well be my wife and I are quite affectionate when we're out and about to the you know and, You lay and, it on for the cameras. No well, that's the thing. There's no cameras. <laughs> so it mightn't be that they were laying it on for the cameras. It mightn't be it might be Sometimes one of you is in a mood and the other one tries to shake the one out of it with a, a hug or a yeah, kiss and it's what? not Couples received don't well. don't usually have to do that in front of the world's media. And I just felt I put my... Did they invite my, the media? Or were they being I, I, papped? I, well, sorry, can I just support me from this point of view? I think that Beckham, Sir David Beckham, is a busted flush. He's not a football coach. He's not a football pundit. He has no career. Doesn't he, he own a team in Miami? Well, put it like this. The truth of it is... He, her fashion design thing is going nowhere. It wouldn't surprise me this whole on-off, the whole fact that we're discussing, is entirely a commercial contrivance very just to keep oh, their brand. That's so I actually cynical. think they're a busted fact. With four they're, kids, no. I Can guarantee you there are ten celebrities that would be more, and I'm not that interested in talking about celebrities, than David Beckham. He, he, he's, he's kind of yesterday's guy. Eve, like, you even take it at the moment. England are on the crest of a wave tonight playing a soccer. Mm. And where's David Beckham? And how he's not he on any screen. Like he's not involved. And he was pivotal to the Olympics London bid. And he was Sir David and he was in charge of this. David, who now? Maybe he's home being a dad. But you know... No, that's right, yeah. but I'm just saying. Why do you need the cameras at all? If you want to be at home mm. being a dad, you don't need any cameras. Did they, well, but did they take funny. the photographs Everything you need to know. Also is set up. Everybody, you everything God, you need to so know about that. agent. Someone is paying for that. Oh, everything you need to know about that couple happened the day after uh, the affair with Rebecca Lewis came yeah, out. She was, I was going to bring it I always the, thought she was very Listen, attractive, why Rebecca do Lewis. people always get good looking help into these homes? Exactly. It's just like, what you do you expect? <laughs> like, did you, have you seen the nannies for the royal family? They are the ones that you need to go for. The long pleated tartan skirts are, are the yes, women that you need yes. to leave home with your husband and your kids when you're out living your life. But anyway, um, they Victoria Beckham hopped on uh, David Beck was back hours after it turned out that he was having this big fling with another woman. Uh, to do that and to have that mindset and throw yourself around for the world camera, I mean, that shows ambition and drive that, that and shows, that we know that this shows, brand is yeah. bigger brand, than us yeah, yeah, and you it, suck it up, it. you know? Exactly. Yeah. No. Okay. Well. Uh, we're going to take a short break now to gather our thoughts. Stay with us. We'll be returning with more analysis of the week and disagreeing about it in a moment.
Welcome back to our final stint here on the final furlong. Neve Horn, journalist with the Sunday Independent, Jim Elliott, comedian, uh, and Mairead Lavery, editor of Irish Country Living and the Irish Country magazine uh, in the Farmer's Journal, out every Thursday. Uh, still increasing its sales. Don't ask and me. And circulation. How, how, yeah, how and why. It's incredible. <laughs> great, uh, great paper with plenty of information. We got an interesting story next, which is a Facebook bug briefly unblocked people on Messenger who previously been blocked, opening the door to unwelcome messages, exposing otherwise hidden posts, the company said on Monday. It apparently affected up to 800,000 users. It's since been fixed, according to Facebook. But it's another privacy misstep for the social media company, who's now owning up to its errors with increasing frequency. Uh, Neve, Neve Horn, have you ever blocked anyone on Hell social yeah. media? Hell yeah. It's amazing. It's such a liberating feeling. It's like probably mm. the best button that social media has to offer. Yeah, I have a list of them. And what, what would be the criteria to be blocked by Neve? Not <laughs> well, there's there's a couple. Um, no, but obviously there's look, there's strangers that would actually it's just blocked. And then there's people who you know are just snooping on your page and just want to see what you're up to and you hear little things back, blocked. And then there's if jeepers, if you were ever dating somebody and things came to an end, blocked. An ex, you'd block an ex just because they're uh, an ex. I, I have done, yeah, yeah, yeah. White wall, just everything. But like, I think it's like it would be, you have to do it, you can't just do it once. It's like social and media, me Facebook, this. Twitter, you know. Instagram, WhatsApp. Um, OK, yeah. you know I don't understand these things. So tell me this. <laughs> if you're blocked mm-hmm. and you block me, for mm-hmm. example, do I know you're blocking me? You will. What will come up on my, if you on my tr- system? If you try to get on my page or look, it just it'll seem like it just won't exist. It will just be like, a, that's why I say it's just like a white wall. So people wall. Uh, who are savvy about these things, like I might know I'm actually being blocked. Until but, you go looking. But, yeah. no, but you, you, you'd know instantly if someone blocked you. Yeah, if I went looking, I'd know. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. My, have, you, have you ever been blocked? No, not that I know of. Oh, 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 sorry, wrong. No, one, or, one or two else celebrities. At the start, I would probably have been a bit, um, uh, which is something I would never do now. And you know what? They were right to do it as well. Um, I have been maybe a little bit mouthy about one or two celebrities and they would have blocked me. And you know what? That's fine. I deserved it. And, well, sorry, just on that, I mean, like, I wouldn't the, do that the, nature, now, the nature of what you have to write, I'm sure yeah. your editors and previous editors would say, Go get me a good quote from someone. So you go rock up and you do an interview with person X who's in the news mm-hmm. and who may be in a spot of bother. And you, you, you win their confidence and they say something indiscreet. You know the old formula. You've done it to me several times. <laughs> and uh, the, the, the point is like, would they block you for that? Um, I have been. I'll Should tell you. They block I'll tell you, you who's that. blocked me, and I don't actually mind this. Yeah. Uh, fair enough. Uh, Rory McIlroy, and then the old uh, Carlin Wozniacki when I was writing yeah. those photos about. But you know what kind of got me? I was like, "You're on hol." They were in, on holidays, I think, in the Maldives or something together at the time, and I'm like, "That you would take the effort to go and do that." Like I picture if I was whatever the ultimate tennis star in the world and was making all this money and on some luxury island, the last thing I'd be doing is looking at some journalist that doesn't mean anything. But, no, but you get see, me. But see, there you go. You're missing where I'm driving at here, which is that it's fine for you to block someone, but if someone blocks you, oh, no, you're not no, so I'm happy. Saying, oh, I'm saying I agree with them. They yeah. should have. I was probably a bit too mouthy on Twitter at the start of when yeah. I started in journalism. And you know what? I deserved it. So off you go. Absolutely. Yeah. So but, block and be blocked. Yeah. Yeah. Jim, hmm. would you block? I've got Eve blocked. 
Nah. Have you? Yeah. Her Do content you? is terrible. Are you kidding me? I don't want to cluttering up my feeds. No, I'm no, kidding. Sorry, yeah, uh, sorry, yes, I've got people blocked. Not blocking is different from not from not subscribing. Yeah. There, there, there's all kinds of different levels of it, and that's the thing. Because you. you made a point there about okay, if somebody can they see that you've blocked them, and so Twitter is one thing where okay, yes, they can see that you've blocked them because it looks to them like your whole profile has disappeared, and so you probably figure that person didn't delete their whole profile page, their whole Facebook page. They're not completely gone. Personal. What you Just usually not, do is you get a friend to go on and go and can you get yep. on yeah. their they still and then they you can. which is why for Twitter I think the best thing to do instead of blocking people because when you block someone on Twitter it actually gives you a little screen this person has blocked you oh. and then people then post that photo as like a badge <laughs> of triumph be like ah oh, look at this oh, so they, in some you know, they platforms go, oh, they actually make it expensive. Ivan Yates couldn't take the heat he's okay. blocked me ha 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 so what you do is you just mute them Mute is a function that Twitter has that nobody else has where you can't see – they can they can still talk to you. They think they're talking to you, but you can't see their but messages does the, the, at all. The, the 20 characters or whatever come up on your page? No. You no. can't see them. You have them muted. So oh. they don't know. They oh. can continue so, shouting so, into the so void. The clever way so to block someone is, is to mute them. them. Well, yeah, but not uh, – Facebook doesn't have mute. Instagram doesn't have mute. Twitter has mute. And Twitter I, – I, if you're a, if you're a uh, fan of Twitter – mute on Twitter? Uh, <laughs> top right hand corner of everybody's oh, really? profile. Right. Mute. Mute okay. is what you Are you yeah. on Twitter, Marie? Yeah, I'm on Twitter. Uh, for the you're life of me. You're very commercial. You're like the Beckham. I, yeah, yeah, exactly. I can't figure out how people know whether they're blocked or not. Like, you wouldn't know if you were blocked. Well, no, well, if, if there was no. about. Ah. Ah. Yeah, but yeah. you know, there's people following, like, with you're five. Too nice. But there's people fo- following. Thanks, Ivan. They're following <laughs> 5,000 people, or they have 5,000 people following. I mean, what's the size of their Twitter feed? How can they possibly ever scroll down through it? Maybe like, that's the point. It is Sometimes you don't want me. an end to the scrolling. Sometimes you've got a lot of but time you, to kill. Yeah, but I mean, you you couldn't possibly get through scrolling. You're from not. 5, you know, that's people. the beauty of the internet. You never get through it. It just keeps well, going. Yeah, it never yeah, stops, well. and you but never have to read a book or to talk make, to your what friends. What do you make of the particular hitch with Facebook? Oh, but you look at. I mean, Ugh. it's amazing what people they'll they'll tell their computer screen and the world stuff that they wouldn't tell their best friend yeah anything you push one. into electronic it's permanent it's, 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 it's permanent, permanent yeah. and it's public you know, and they yeah. don't seem to yeah. understand it at yeah. all so I mean like you, you acknowledge that Neve, don't you like in your in your inner thoughts oh, and subconscious God, this yeah. is public absolutely mm. if like so I if only you've had put a few on, bevies and you do something it, you, you will probably it's like my it. worst nightmare I've heard my, my nightmare story I heard is a girl coming home and uh her ex-boyfriend had started dating a new girl and she put her in search into Facebook to mm. see her page and couldn't find it and did it again, couldn't find it, did it again, did it again. Anyway, woke up the next morning um, bleary-eyed and looked at her Facebook page and the girl's name was written the whole way down again and again She'd and again. She'd just been posting her, her name just been posting the instead comment. of entering it into a in search bar. she just it. been saying. Oh, no, just little things like that are just terrify me. It's about dangerous, man. <laughs> you know those breathalyzers that they give people convicted of drunk driving where you put it on your car and you got to yeah. blow into it before the car yeah. will start? Smartphones need those. Well, I actually blocked a caller yesterday. Huh? It, was, it was just, you know, one of these numbers Prank that call? come up. No, it, was, it had Moldova on it. All right. And, you know, I'm so oh, tight yeah. and miserable. I'm not going to be caught uh, answering <laughs> yeah. uh, something like that. All right, let's move on to um, this. Well, this doesn't come entirely as a surprise to me. 
Uh, you know what else is big in Japan? It's cleaning up. Even as and after the Japanese team so bravely were booted out of the World Cup, the players gave us a lesson in grace. Following their heartbreaking loss to Belgium on Monday, the players left a note behind in the dressing room that said thank you in their locker room. And they cleaned it up. The good sportsmanship is another example of how Japan, players and fans, have earned the admiration of everyone in the games in Russia, despite being losers. So what is it? Do you <laughs> clean up uh, after you... <laughs> Bunch of losers. <laughs> well, they're pretty average, well, to be yeah. honest. With you. Like, uh, you know, it's like hey, moral victories. They we qualified. used to do them a lot. Um, so... Jim, yep. the, the the question is, do you clean up after attending a match, uh, going to the beach? We covered earlier on the programme, you know, in areas of, of scenic beauty, mm-hmm. people going camping and leaving the entire tent as if they were at electric picnic or some festival behind them. So are you naturally clean? Yeah, it's uh, a manners thing. It's, it's a manners thing. And it's also if you've worked in the service industry, like I was noticing that my friend of mine was making fun of me for this the other day. We were in a pub. And we all got up and we got our we got our uh, stuff together and we went to leave. And I took out the empty glasses and I just put them back on the bar. Now, and that's because I used to work in a bar. And it was just you, you just like sort of reflexively put your stuff back. I'm not a camper. I would like to think I wouldn't leave a mess after me for camping. The Japanese are incredibly mannerly, like manners focused. Have you guys been to Japan? Yeah. No. So uh, I was on a train in Japan. I went to Tokyo for three weeks. And, yeah. it, uh, and the woman comes through with the, with the tea cart, right? And yeah. Train, tea cart, and totally the normal thing. Yep. And all the other but things. But the thing, the thing that got me. this concept of service. When they came through, when she was finished with our car, she pushed her, pushed her truck, her little trolley into the next car, turned around to us, bowed, and backed out of the room. As a nice little oh, goodbye, yeah. and that's the kind of like little greeting, like that. That sort of stuff is super important in their culture. So that doesn't surprise me at all that their team does that. Is that yeah. what you want, though? I remember when Ireland were in the Euros in 2016. The Irish fans they didn't have a reputation for cleaning up. They had a reputation for being great crack. Who would you rather be? The people that want they wanted the party, or the bunch of nerds with the perfect attendance records? Who cares? I think the Irish fans have a great reputation. So you started off. I started. Saying, I'm saying the Japanese great. Lecture I'm on being cleanly. No, no, no. I'm glad they're cleaning up. I'm just saying, be more fun. That's more fun than being clean. What else clean. do you expect from the Americans? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I expect yes, us to I try expect, to qualify for the I World expect, Cup once in a while. Expect, That'd be nice. I expect confusion, I suppose. <laughs> so, so Neve, I mean, like, there's a, something that I can certainly resonate. The, the, we think we do in terms of restaurants and, and, say, service on public transport like a trolley or something like that, we do good customer service. It is nothing to what exists in Asia mm-hmm. in terms of the bowing and scraping and please and the hot towels and everything. is just a whole different... I actually find it, would you ever move on, dear? You know what I mean? Or uh, the fella and just say to him, please, you know what I mean? I don't need all this. I, I think it's it's lovely. I think it shows that, isn't it? Like it's kind not of a, fake. A Buddhist attitude of just gratitude, even when you lose, even when the... And mm. just leaving a place better than you found it. I just think it's just, there's something lovely about that. And compared to Ireland, after our little heat wave the other day, um, I was coming through the town early. When I say the sea of litter, it was absolutely disgusting. I think Irish... 
are very bad when it comes to litter. And I think even you can see it in, th- in things like, do you know the perfect symbol of it? The seagulls that have gotten huge feeding off all our junk food that mm. are like the size of cats and dogs now. They're the perfect symbol for it. I think we're a disaster when it comes to junk. But I would often go out for picnics uh, during the summer and I would always clean up after myself. It's just, it's how oh, you're it's, rare. It's horrendous, it. But yeah. like, I've, it's awful coming down the street and maybe drink gets involved and people don't realise how, but would oh, you know what it was? It was all foreign workers probably really lowly paid cleaning up Dublin streets the broken glass the absolute junk left Is there after anything all about crack. Irish people you like? A loads of stuff but that ain't one of them like you know I just No think it's, it's, it's a really it's a, it's mm. a really dirty habit and uh, what I find about it is we go to Ballybunion Beach now you know yeah. in, for a Sunday Dirty nappies left behind Well it's, it's you, what you can hit it is one day it can be absolutely gleaming you could have a huge crowd on the beach and people follow the example of others if somebody, if this whole area of people clean up around them, the next group would clean up around them. Mm. Well, but you need people, barrels or something. For, yeah, but to the, take the council the doesn't take doesn't put out anything like enough barrels. Right. Yeah, especially when you've got kind of heat wave like this going on. But you see, the point is, I, I the, the litter is a standalone issue, but the whole issue of cleaning up and and all this service and the, is there not something more authentic? You know, you know, the Irish would curse and spit at you and all that kind of thing, and they'd be more jocular. But you know, when they'd say something kind, they'd mean it. Whereas Whereas with the Americans, have a nice day, and you know they don't mean a bit of it. <laughs> so, no, no. Do you know what the I'm Americans do? Do, do you know what the Americans do? They look at the amount of shopping bags you have coming out of Bloomberg, and to see uh, whether they're how cheery they're have a nice day is. You know what I mean? I remember that. They're so fake. Yeah, yeah, they are. Yeah, they are. yeah I but hate being told to have a nice day. Ugh, yeah, but it's the worst. They're also working very hard for yeah. tips. Yeah. I mean, mm. I we have be, a tip you know, culture. You, you, yeah. There's a complete tip culture there, yeah. and that's going to be dependent on. Service. So, are the Irish, even though they're cursed in every way, they're slovenly, <laughs> they're filthy? At least they're genuine, unlike I the think Americans. They're very genuine. I, I don't know. I think there's a uh, how much how much of 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 politeness between strangers is you put down to being genuine or do you put down to just being like we put up this face between each other because we live in a society and this is what we have to do so is that genuine do they actually want you to have a nice day no, no. I think, is it nice I to be told you, to have a nice day can yes. I give you a very quick um, a story, story just to, two little things I was down covering a footballer's we finished at seven yeah, sorry on, yeah. down covering a footballer's <laughs> wedding really quickly in um, in Limerick and all of the sweltering heat and all the photographers were outside and journalists and just trying to eat your salad in the car was all awful the glamour and uh, this guy comes out from the local garden centre and just invited everybody all the photographers journalists and the drivers inside and he had a big spread of tea and biscuits and sandwiches for everybody wanted nothing and the same uh, one of the footballers was parched for a pint on the way down and the village is the only village in Ireland that has no pub so the taxi driver brought the footballer to his gaff for a beer in his garden and then drove him up to the church. And it's the little things like that where the Irish stand out, the little acts of kindness. Okay. I'm I'm nearly having a moment here. <laughs> now this. That was Who's Yours with, uh, is that pronounced correctly, Who's Yours? Who's yours? I don't know. Yes, okay. Never heard of it. Uh, Cops and Robbers, uh, the song. Uh, it was once regarded a harmless children's game, Cops and Robbers, but may become a thing of the past as parents are no longer buying toy guns or toy swords for their children over fears that it encourages violence. 
experts have said. Nurseries, I suppose kids under four, are now banning toddlers from bringing in and playing with toy weapons. No toy guns, no bow and arrow, no sword. And according to a poll of over 1,000 nursery owners, managers and staff, this is becoming uh, uniform. Sue Lerner, editor of daynurseries.co.uk, published the poll, said there's a fear amongst mothers and fathers that this will lead to aggression in toddlers. Right. You've seen it all. Oh, I think think? it's nonsense. (gasps) Nonsense. Absolute nonsense. The most danger you could do yourself with a bow and arrow is knock the eye out of somebody, all right. I mean, when I was a kid, we always played cowboys and Indians. Um, there was always violent kind of and guns. racist. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. There were always the, you know the little guns with the caps in them, the little pink caps mm-hmm. and the gold bang yeah, bang yeah, bang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I look at it. Didn't turn me into a a murderer or anything like that, or aggressive or anything. I, I just think it's just over the top entirely. Absolutely over the top. And 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 it, it, I mean, take guns in, in America. Like there's five year olds being trained how to use real guns. You know, if it was a birthday present of a four-year-old uh, grandson, would you would you give them a toy gun? I'd have no problem doing it. And a bow and arrow? No problem whatsoever. And a big sword? And, and no problem sword. if they wanted to get into a, um, a supergirl outfit or if they wanted to get into yeah. a Batman outfit, no problem either. Okay. Yeah, now I could be probably totally PC or non-PC about this, but yes. uh, um, I, I just think this it's it's crazy, that kind of carry on. And, and and what about the, the scientific data that might suggest you're inculcating data? aggression at a young age? I don't know. Well, I'm sure there's child psychologists, behavioural psychologists, real, psychotherapists, the, shrinks and all industry aggression of people. They'd like the, to spend a couple of years in my house when I was a kid. I had two older brothers, let alone swords yeah. and guns. They used to get the, you know, the pipes off my Wendy tent and put like um, frozen peas through it, like to, like, you know, those yeah. blow- yeah. blowguns. Yes, yeah. they were so, they stung. They grew into perfectly responsible mature yeah. adults. The real, the real aggression for, for kids now is mobile phones and uh, and the know, violent absolutely. games on Playstations. Well definitely oh. that's part of it but the oh. just the, the, the carry on on mobile phones and the way children can be ostracised from a group and you know another group says cyberbullying and all, all that, of that yeah, sort of yeah, stuff yeah. that's where the real issue is it isn't tied guns and you know See, and that, Jim where I'm coming on this is that often in the toy guns the cops and the robbers there mm. is a, a deeper moral which is the goodies and the baddies I don't think you can ban kids from having toy guns because if you put two boys uh, to play in a field with some trees on it eventually they're going to pick up some sticks and they're going to point them at each other and they're going to go bang bang and it's not because you bought them a toy gun it's because they watch action movies and then this is what happens they're going to pretend they're swords or lightsabers they're playing they're playing imaginary stuff mm. I, I think trying to limit okay. whatever Neve finally notwithstanding your trauma with your brothers mm. I mean like you're against everything else I mean you well, and you your know, mother have, have ganged up yeah. on us on every public issue surely we need to ban cops and robbers as well uh, no I do think there is certain toys though that they do there there is something about the psychology or how they can influence you like I remember as a kid even at six years of age being enthralled with my Barbies and the size of the waist and the clothes fitting on it and just thinking this was the ultimate type you know what I mean what you wanted to 
you know, aspire. Mm. I remember thinking, wow, at her at her little figure, you know, and how you can be impacted uh, like that as how toys can impact kids. But cops and robbers and what? No, I just don't. Re- because it's just so far removed from life. You know what I mean? Like dolls. It's such a and, pretend like, thing. Yeah, exactly. It's just and so it, out there. Yeah, it's great okay. to get kids Final out in the word, open yeah. to be playing anyway. I mean, yeah. running around and, you know. Absolutely. Having a whole imaginary game. I mean, we're taking imagination away from kids. All right. I'm going to give you the final word. Mairead Lavery, editor of Country Living. Uh, Jim Elliott, comedian. And Neve Horn, you are all my uh, exemplary final furlong panellists. And that's your lot. Uh, thank you indeed. Uh, that's your lot from the hard shoulder this week. My thanks to the entire production team. Mark Simpson, Ashling Moore, Dan Flanagan, Elaine Power, Kira Courtney and Steve Daunt. Off the ball is up next. I'll be back on Monday with the hard shoulder from 4pm. Have a dry but sunny and enjoyable weekend and thanks for listening.